وَنُنَزِّلُ مِنَ الْقُرْآنِ مَا هُوَ شِفَاءٌ وَرَحْمَةٌ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين My brothers and sisters, the pilgrimage is a pillar of Islam. It is known as Hajj. It is one of the five pillars and it is compulsory upon the person who is able and capable. So you may be able in terms of physical ability. You have to also be able in terms of financial capability as well as number three, the permissions to actually enter that land. This is very, very important. Once you have all that capacity, it becomes compulsory on you to go for the next pilgrimage. And in the pilgrimage, Allah has definitely kept a lot of healing and much hope. We lead our lives. We've done things we may not be proud of. We are human beings. We've sinned. We've actually faltered. We want to reset our lives. We want to start again as clean as the day we were born and even cleaner. Subhanallah. So what would happen? Allah says, do you know what? If you are to go for Hajj, then that Hajj would actually help reset you. It would give you an opportunity to rekindle that relationship with Allah upon the highest of levels. So if you look at verse number 197 of Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah says, Al-Hajju ashhurum ma'lumat faman farada fihinna al-Hajj fala rafatha wa la fusuqa wa la jidala fil Hajj. Hajj is in prescribed months. Whoever uh, has the obligation of Hajj on their shoulders during that time, they should not engage in anything wrong during the time of Hajj. They shouldn't engage in immorality. They shouldn't engage in sin. They shouldn't engage in argument because all of that would heal you if you observed the right thing. Subhanallah. You become conscious of how you are, what you're doing, what you're supposed to be doing. Similarly, take a look at the Hajj. Allah heals your heart by reminding you that, you know what, you are one of millions or billions of people around. You've got to dress in a specific way. Everyone has to be uniform, the same, doing the same thing at the same time. There is great healing in this. Healing. Healing happens when you appreciate others and acknowledge that you're just one of a large group of people and you need to fulfill their rights and it's not going to be easy but you enjoy it because Allah's watching and he rewards you for it so Allah Almighty tells us about that hajj and says during the hajj you must call out to Allah supplicate to him Ask him whatever needs you have. Allah creates needs in your lives and mine so that we can call out to him. Imagine if you didn't have a need at all. Why would you call out to Allah? We have two types of needs. One is something we don't have that we want. And two is something that we have that we don't want to disappear or to go away. So you have to ponder over your health and the gifts of Allah, your wealth, your blessings, your family, your siblings, your spouse, whoever else it may be that you have. Don't say, I don't have a need, O oh Allah. My need is that I don't want you to take this away from me, O oh Allah. That's also a prayer. So Allah creates these needs, these concerns. Call out to Allah, leave it in the hands of Allah. He will do the best for you. So my beloved brothers and sisters, look at how Allah wants us to call out to him, especially during auspicious times like the time of hajj in hajj 
What an auspicious moment. What an amazing place. And here you are calling out to Allah. The healing achieved from Hajj cannot be described except by the one who's been on that Hajj. So, Alhamdulillah, I have been. I'm sure many of you have been. May Allah take those who have not been for Hajj, for Hajj. Ameen Ya Rabbi. So, my brothers and sisters, with that, Allah is telling you, worship Allah during those days. And when you ask Allah for things, if you want a wholesome healing, and if you want beautiful hope in the mercy of Allah, you need to know that Allah Almighty requires that you call out to Him, not just for the worldly things, but even for that which is going to come in the hereafter, so that you can rest assured that I'm fine. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. So Allah says, don't just ask for the dunya, which means this worldly life. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana. You should need to ask for the hereafter as well and savior from hellfire. Striking that balance is something amazing. Once you call out to Allah to forgive you, to improve your worldly life, not to take away from you what he's blessed you with, you need to ask him also about the future, the hereafter. Oh Allah, when I die, have mercy on me and then leave it to Allah. He heard you, you said it, you meant it, it's registered next to your name, you won't go wrong. Stop doubting it. Shaitan wants us to doubt. Allah says, don't doubt it. You called out to me. You asked me for paradise every day. You asked me to forgive you when you met me. Here I am, I'm meeting you and you're forgiven because nothing that you said or did was not recorded. It was recorded. And I am the most merciful, the most forgiving. Here I am. Imagine the hope in that. Imagine how lovely we feel when we know that Allah has heard me, Allah loves me, I've asked Allah to give me paradise, I'm trying, and I say, Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana. Oh Allah, give me goodness in this world and goodness in the hereafter. And I kept repeating that and I asked Allah for that. My brothers and sisters, repeat those supplications even if you're not in Hajj. But when you're in Hajj, don't only call out to Allah for worldly things because when you want a beautiful healing, you need to be comforted that when I die, I'm going to a much better place. That is healing. Your conviction will heal you. Your faith will heal you. The fact that you know that Allah has heard you and will give you what you're asking for will heal you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. So we need to make sure that we don't do uh, bad or evil against fellow human beings because in that case, they will not be as forgiving as Allah and they might not forgive us, which may cause an issue for us, and it will disturb our healing. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. A quick one. If you want to heal, even from that, you just need to go to them and seek forgiveness. My brother, you know what? I said a few nasty things about you. Forgive me. The fact that you got it off your chest and you spoke to them will heal you. It will grant you a lot of renewed hope in the mercy of Allah. And they may choose not to forgive you, but at least you tried. At least you spoke to them and said, you know what, please forgive me. Allah's watched that. So what Allah will do is on the day of judgment, that statement is in your favor. And perhaps that person will then forgive you at the time. We're taught that maybe you could do a little charity on behalf of that person so that on the day of judgment, they see you did a charity on their behalf. And at the same time, you said a few nasty things about them and they will then let go of the nasty things because they see the good things. That's not guaranteed, but it's just one of the ways that some of the scholars have made mention of to be able to remedy 
uh, a situation when someone hasn't forgiven you for something you've said about them or something you did that was oppressive against them. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, tells us that when you enter into submission for Allah, don't be selective. You need to enter into submission in totality. This verse 208 of Surah Al-Baqarah, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu dukhulu fi silmi kaffah. O you who believe, enter into submission in totality in order for you to achieve that comfort, in order for you to achieve the hope, in order for you to heal. Try to follow all the instructions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are human, we are weak. Yes, we may not be able to fulfill everything at once, but we need to acknowledge that we should be fulfilling X, Y, and Z, all of it. Now, if I'm weak with X and I'm fulfilling Y and Z, it doesn't mean I must justify why X is not important. It is. Say, for example, if I'm struggling with my dress code, I shouldn't now try and look for a loophole where someone somewhere said, well, dress code is not so important. It is very important. But maybe I'm weak. So I pray that Allah grant me the strength to get there. I'm not going to deny that it's my duty because then I'm asking for trouble. I'm going to lose my comfort. But if I want to heal, I need to become correct in my dress code. And I need to stop this competition that the globe wants me to dive into of fashion and design and what I look like and what I have. It becomes such a rat race that we lose focus that the main aim is to prepare for your hereafter because this world is temporary. Some of the happiest people were those who never used makeup in their lives. And I'm not against it, but I'm just giving you an example. And some of the happiest people are those who didn't ever have cars or who didn't ever own much. They didn't have their own homes. They never had a proper income. Those are some of the happiest people when, when they focused on the hereafter and understood the temporary nature of this life. The life is temporary. You're going to have all this and prove your point to who? To mortals who don't even care about you? To who? To everyone whom you won't even know, subhanAllah. So they cheered you on, but you lost your relationship with Allah in the process. That wasn't good enough. To heal the first relationship is that with Allah. The rest is secondary. If they appreciate what Allah's given you, alhamdulillah, people nowadays, they're not even happy with what they look like, subhanAllah. So Allah is saying, enter into submission in totality. We gave you your looks. We gave you everything. Be happy with it. That's good. We've spoken about this in a previous episode. But alhamdulillah, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us all goodness. Aqulu qawli hadha wa sallallahu wa sallama ala nabina Muhammad. Wa nunazzilu minal qur'ani ma huwa shifa'u wa rahmatun lil mu'min.